Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 12th highlight episode, we continue our series of competition winner interviews for 2012. Our BFA guest today is Lazaro Juan, and he comes to us now, just started his MFA degree at Hunter College. So congratulations to him there and good luck. But we talked at great length about uh, some of the work that he applied with, and it deals mostly with uh, exploring identity and uh, history and colonialism and all sorts of good stuff, and also comics. So it's pretty interesting, and he also has sculpture background and now painting background. So it's going to be very interesting to to see how he proceeds in the future. So again, you can find more full-length interviews at studiobreak.com, or if you'd like to listen to some of these other competition winner interviews, they're all at studiobreak.com. If you'd like to see more posts, just add more of them at the bottom of the page, or if you look to the left under archives, you can see that you can go month by month where you'll also look to the left you'll see a link to my website so go ahead and check that out if you're interested as well once again all of our podcasts are available on iTunes just search for Studio Break under podcasts and just subscribe there you can also leave us feedback which helps um, others that might be interested to, to check it out so um, please go ahead and leave us some feedback there it's kind of lacking so it's my uh, my late holiday present that we haven't received, so please go ahead and leave us some feedback there. Once again, you can follow us at Studio Break on Twitter. Please also remember to check out our Facebook page. It's a great way to get updates from past guests, previews of guests to come up, and all sorts of good stuff, so go ahead and like us on our Studio Break Facebook page. And lastly, if you would just do us the kind favor of uh, sharing this with at least one person, it would be really, really great. Again, we try to promote a lot of these other artists that maybe you're not familiar with, so please go ahead and support them by sharing this podcast and this blog uh, with whomever. All right, here is the interview. Stay tuned. All right, welcome to Studio Break. I'm here uh, with Lazar Wan. How are you this morning? Hi, how are you, David? Uh, it's it's uh, great great to have you on. You know, it's really drawn to the work. Thank you. I'm really um, glad to be here. And um... Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about people's uh, uh, past. And, you know, I think especially you would just because, you know, there's a certain aspect of that, uh, that that comes up in the work. So could you tell everyone, you know, where you're from and... Um, you know, it seemed like you had a transition of moving to uh, the States, so it seems like a good place to start. Um, yeah, sure thing. Um, I was born in Philippines, Manila to be accurate. I was born in Manila, Philippines. As a kid, my parents were both, like, in abroad. My father was in Riyadh because he was an engineer, and my mom was a nurse here in the States. So, you know, I spent a lot of time as a kid with... Um, you know, hired nannies that, you know, would take care of us. So it's kind of like not your typical conventional childhood, so to speak. But it was interesting, nonetheless, because um, I was, um, I grew up in, in Tamura, which is a district in Melilla, which is, you know, a very historical place. Um, a lot of my work that I could, you know, how can I say this, that, like, inspired my work came from this region, you know. So I was surrounded by you know, churches, cathedrals, and um, Spanish Castilian homes, and cobblestone streets, so it was really interesting. Was drawing something then that started very early on for you then? Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, when I was a kid, I was pretty much like a shy kid, you know, in school. I didn't really talk much to anyone, and but drawing was really a, you know, a 
something I really love to do, you know. Um, I would always do um, doodles of, like, like, superheroes and comic books and, like, you know, spaceships from, like, Saturday cartoons and, you know, morning cartoons when I was a kid, which I found, you know, it's very interesting. So, and throughout all that, I was part of this art club when I was a kid. Um, and we did a lot of drawings, which I found, you know, um, really, really exciting. Sure, me. sure. And so, I mean, um, as you started out there, because you, you, you talked about moving somewhere in your teens, um, but I don't know, um, did, was there was there real a real kind of investigation that, that, you know, started in the middle of that? You know, did you start, because again, I'm just trying to be clear, um, you know, like, where, did you go to, you went to uh, undergraduate school then in the Philippines? Uh, no, I mean, okay. I pretty much spent my time in elementary school in the Philippines. Okay. Um, my father uh, put me in this private school for later some under that run. It's very like you know a very strict private schooling in the city, you know, and and um, a lot of my experiences as an artist was pretty much shaped around you know this time frame in my life when I was a kid, you know, and all the contents and subjects that I would like to come to, um, you know, be part of my work you know, derived from this uh, time frame when I was a child. Right? And that's one was a very fascinating place because, you know, when I started going through the investigation about colonialism and all these things, that would, you know, that would be always be on my work, you know, I would always refer to that. Well, and so we talked a little bit about, you know, being influenced, you know, looking around, you know, where you grew up and, and you know, you're talking about, you know, these churches and cathedrals, being interested by uh, comic books and things like that. Could you talk a little bit about then how you, you transitioned into moving to the United States? And, and um, you know, it, you had talked a little bit about this previously, about taking a drawing class in New York City and, and kind of getting interested in that. So what was that, that whole process like? Because I'd imagine it's, pretty, it's a pretty big change, you know, moving. But... It is. I mean, since when I was a kid... Um... My father was not really content about staying in one place, so, you know, in the Philippines, I must have moved like eight times. So being, constantly being displaced from one area to another was, you know, was really rough. And, um, like, I didn't, you know, the last, uh, when I left Manila was to go to my grandparents' place. It's a completely different scene. It was a rural area and a lot of, like, you know, rice fields, it was very green, it was pleasant and serene, you know. That's probably one of my, my most, like, um, happiest memories of my childhood. Uh, but my, mo- my mom uh, basically wanted us to be in the States so that, it, you know, she always has this idea that, you know, we'll be better off here coming in the States so that we can have a better education, better opportunities, things like that. You know, just, you know, you know immigrant story, typical immigrant story. Um, so it was it was it was rough. Um, when I came here in the States, I must have been in my early teens. So talk about another, you know, major form of displacement, you know. It was a major culture shock, you know, I mean we were growing up here in the suburbs of Jersey it was really different, a different external experience. You know, I mean everything was so serene and like clean cut and organized, you know, as contrast to Manila with this 
chaotic, you know, and, and a different dynamic. So, um, pretty much all throughout like high school, um, in terms, you know, um, adjusting to living here in the States, um, it's pretty much what I did. And drawing was a major part of it because I remember um, taking an art class in high school. Um, I had a teacher named Annette Bettini. She was really supportive. And right away, she noticed that I was talented. And she kind of encouraged me to really, like, pursue it, you know? And it's really, it's really something that uh, was, I think, very important to me. Sure. To, uh, you know, wanting to go pursue my BFA in um, William Patterson. Um... And so what was that like in terms of starting starting there? Because, you know, um, again, I mean, and it's trite to say, and I've probably used that exact phrase so many times now, um, but, you know, you're, there's a big change, you know. Being, being in a world where there's so many possibilities, you've got all these new students, you've got all these new teachers, you know, bringing up these ideas. What, what, what was it like in terms of studying art? And um, uh, did you just gravitate towards that that drawing side of it and, and um, kind of collage side of it or I mean when I was in high school I, I read a lot you know I was really interested in literature when I was you know my early early teens and a lot of my sources came from literature basically you know I remember like reading T.S. Eliot you know The Wasteland all this kind of like angsty stuff but I guess it's your typical you know teenage angst supposedly you know sure. so, like I kind of gravitated toward that and so you know, I was always very, um, you know, ex- expressionistic when it comes to, like, making art. You know, it's all about feeling for me. Um, and, you know, I didn't really know that it would take me anywhere. You know, something that I just really love to do. So I would always carry a, a pocket sketchbook with me at all times, you know, and you go on, like, like um, field trips and stuff. I was the only one drawing in the school bus in city. Right. Things like that, yeah. And, you know, I mean, my transition from that wasn't really a thing too because I didn't really go straight to a four-year institution. I actually started doing um, a semester, two semesters at, um, at a community college. Um, you know, and from that, I just took a lot of like philosophy courses and very courses because I didn't really know that art was really for me, because actually I had aspirations of becoming a philosopher. So, you know, that was a major part of my life, I guess. It's really interesting that, you know, I didn't know now that would help me develop my work. So it kind of helped broaden my horizon into knowing what, you know, what life is about and, and you know, basically about things that I just, I'm just so curious about. Sure. And, um, you know, when I transferred to William Patterson, I still, you know, took a lot of philosophy courses. I remember my guidance counselor was going AWOL, saying, you know, you got to graduate on track. What are you taking all these philosophy, you know, philosophy courses for and stuff? Like, it's just that it's really something that really interested me. I mean, I feel, I, you know, kind of thought that I need to get more out of my education. Sure. And, you know, and from that, you know, in terms of at the same time taking, like, art courses, um, I also took aesthetic an aesthetic class, and, you know, knowing about what art is and philosophy and all these things. So it kind of brought my horizon. 
And um, it wasn't until I met, um, I had a professor of mine, um, Ming Fei, who, by the way, is, you know, um, also the student of Herbert. Right. You know, yeah. So, and he really showed me to this new, like, you know, different possibility of, like, to be an artist. It's really... So it took, kind of took me under his wing. Sure. Whole, you know? And for the longest time, I was, you know, I was just experimenting with different things. And um, this was just, you know, I mean, you know, like, whatever. Nothing really concrete, you know? Just whatever I feel like. I mean, my artwork back then was just not, nothing really, no meaning to it. It's just material, basically. Experimentation. Right. So he told me that, you know, I should maybe look into my Filipino culture more. And it could be a possibility that I could, you know, basically uh, form a language that's going to be my own. And I should use that to my advantage. Um, but that just, you know, doing research, of, you know, um, when it to be a Filipino artist. Well, and it seems like just the way that you even started this conversation, you know, talking about where you're from, you know... Um, and just kind of especially transitioning into into this new place, this new suburban place. Um, you know, I can't help but think that all of that stuff then just becomes, you know, material that you're just like, oh, I, you know, like, what if I did this, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you know, like, how can I put this? A lot of it's very chaotic, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like a collage of things that I, you know, I find interesting. I would handpick these experiences that would, like, you know, structure my artistic practice, you know, and, you know, until I finally come to a complete picture that, you know, I'm working in the framework right now and still developing. Sure. Well, and so, you know, you brought up materials, and I think that's something that's kind of interesting. Um, So in terms of all the kind of experimentation that led you into, you know, the types of pieces that you make, you know, now, um, what, what kind of materials do you like to use? Well, I mean... You know, doing my undergraduate degree, I, you know, basically, I graduated a sculpture degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that, you know, I now do painting, a lot of painting. So I kind of gravitate towards, like, mixing both. You know, painting with 3D extensions, you know, things like that sort. But, like, my work back then was just, like, whatever material that I could find is, you know. So I'm inspired by a lot of, um, like, California funk artists. Like mm-hmm. time holds and all these things really inspired my work. You know, it's creepy, but it has a certain interest to it. It's really, you know, interesting. So I would use a lot of materials from wire, foam, um, you know, paper mache, and all these things. But um, it's a side of me that really wants to explore the 2D aspect of it, because I still really love drawing about cartoons and all these caricatures, you know, that really... Really, really love to do. It's it's interesting that you that you talk about having that sculptural kind of background too. It didn't say anything on the application, and I'm only kind of kidding. But you know what I mean? Like you, I wouldn't necessarily have known. I would have thought it was the opposite. And so, in that sense, um, is there? You know, I know that like you know, if you've ever taken a class where you're you're going to be fabricating something, you really have to plan that out. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, it's always the armature. It's really important. The backbone of everything. Well, and so how does that fit into uh, um, what you do then in, in terms of your studio practice? Are you someone that, 
you know, meticulously plans all these things out? Do you have a bunch of ideas in your sketchbook that you're piecing together? Well, really, it's, it's more like a, a sense of um, a journey. You know, I don't really have anything. I mean, I do have a general background in, you know, how to make things. But other than that, planning things out was really more like randomness, whatever feels right. So I would, you know, doodle in a sketchbook, you know, until something really sits. And from that, I would progressively work on it and work on it meticulously until, you know, it's, it's, it's finished. So... Well, and I would certainly think that in some of the pieces that you do, though, um, you know, there's a there's a, a point of departure, a place that you're starting from, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it is. Because before, the content of um, colonialism, all these things that I've been, you know, portraying my work didn't come into fruition. So, you know, later on, maybe in the junior year um, in, um, in college, when I really start to explore these things. So, you know... Having that experience of, you know, having these detours in my education, I, I kind of reflected back on things that, you know, I thought that would, it's very important that I could, you know, use to define my, you know, my personal voice for, you know, um, my work. Sure, sure. Um, I looked a lot into history, you know, and how these things are what I read about colonialism and all these things could relate to my experience going back to Philippines. Because um, for those that a lot of people don't know, the Philippines have been colonized by the United States for like 50 years. And then prior to that was the Spanish for 400 years. So this is something, this is raw material that I really like, really know, you know. And I dug it up and started researching. And also throughout my, you know, child experiences, you know, I mean, going... You know, going to school, you know, in Latran was very an important component because a lot of the alumnus that graduated from the school are all like, majority of them are basically like revolutionaries who fought against the Spanish. You know, they revolted against the very um, teachings that they were um, forced to, you know. I mean, a lot of the Katipunan, which is basically a comparison to like, like um, uh, um, founding fathers of the United States graduated from that or alumnus and you know I was surrounded I felt this certain connection to them somehow so when I would do a figure from like you know um, these things I felt a certain connection to it that really gravitated to makes me want to further explore it well and you have a, like a, a variety of like a almost like a well there's kind of a collage effect in, literally in some of the more more installation kind of based work where there's where it seems like there's a bunch of much smaller kind of drawings that are you know accumulating to have this whole or this whole you know piece versus yeah. versus the other ones um, but um, I don't know what what could you talk a little bit about I guess the the relationship between the two well uh, in terms of collage work right I mean the way it approaches is that, you know, I would, I would base it on, like, I guess, how can I describe I mean, Philippine history as a whole is in itself a major, like, mess. It's basically a collage of stuff, you know? And I try to intricate, you know, put that into my work and, like, 
kind of portray in that way. So I would, you know, do little drawings and snippets about like, you know, like things that are like part of it. And then I would just like place it into a gigantic, you know, um, gigantic piece. Well, at the same time, the paintings are, you know, pretty much are reflective of that also. So it's, it's just, um, chaos and, and, you know, order at the same time. I can't really describe it. Sure. Well, but, but I mean, I think that it seems like, and this is kind of what I was getting at, especially like in the installation pieces, um, you're really able to kind of isolate some of these like different narratives, these different ideas that are kind of like combining to form this, this overall idea, you know, like, like I think a lot of the things that you're talking about, you know, in terms of trying to figure out that idea of identity or addressing identity in relationship to colonialism, um, you know, it seems like those pieces then really kind of are like a, a collection of those things, kind of looking at it, you know, from all these different fronts, if, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, different angles, yeah, different perspectives. Yeah, for sure. And this- and that's what I'm trying to do is how to you know, incorporate them into a unifying piece, which is really difficult. It's like hard to do. <laughs> and I'm still working on it, you know? Well, so and expand I, on it. Well, and I like that, you know, it seems like it's an interesting ap- approach or like a, a, a reasonable approach, you know, because you've got, you know, even, even, um, even these sculptural pieces that we'll talk about in a minute. But, you know, I like how there's a, you know, there's, a couple of different ways that you're investigating that. So it's not, you know what I mean? You're not just like stuck in, I have to make this one thing, this one way, you know, and this is the only way that I can do that. And so I really like that kind of diversity. And, um, and again, this is something that can be completely edited out if I'm totally off base here, but a lot of the paintings, the standalone paintings really kind of remind me of, um, some of Philip Gustin's, Kind of a style of, of, of painting. Yeah, it's a funny thing you put that. Yeah, because I'm very much influenced by him. Um, he was a major influence. Dustin was. I mean, like, I kind of relate to his artistic practice too, in a way, because, I mean, Dustin started out as an abstract expressionist in the same way that I did. You know, I'm, you know, all about feeling and all these things, gestural and, you know, lyrical. But, like, you know, as he eventually progressed, as he got older, he started to do these figurative work, very cartoonish-like thing. Um, I think it's a really, really, you know, it's, it's completely different. It's, like, amazing. You know, and I really gravitated to that, too. It's just something that I really admired from him. I mean, like, his style is very, like, cartoonish. I mean, you know, I, I guess it could be, you know, I could relate to that in the sense that as technically I'm not really as skilled as I, you know, think I am in terms of like, <laughs> you know, drawing. So like after seeing Dustin, I, you know, when I was I guess in high school, uh, I was I was at the Met, I was looking at this piece called um, Smoking, Eating, Painting, you know, and it's basically Dustin in a bed with a plate of food and behind him is just, you know, and almost like as if he never slept or anything. It was really fascinating, and I, I remember being, you know, captivated by that because it was it was completely different. I've never seen anything like it, you know. And it was a style that I really loved, and a lot of the California artists were kind of working the same format, um, you know. Like yeah. another Filipino artist that I love is from the San Francisco Bay Area is Manuel Campo, who kind of like is also inspired by him. There's all these like very like 
cartoonish, very chaotic work, but it has this energy to it. It's just amazing. Well, and I think one of the things that I like about these, the you know, that uh, some of the, some of the some of the standalone paintings as well is just the 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 way that you're, I don't know, like it seems, you know, like you talked about the idea of him, um, you know, this piece where where Philip Guston's like kind of almost you know doing self portrait in bed, um, like I like how how a lot of the 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 kind of things that you're drawing, the subjects that you're dealing with them become, um, you know, a bit a bit more kind of a about that identity or that, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like there's a narrative built up in some of the symbols that you're using or depicting in, in the works that, um, you know, are kind of talking about that, 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 that aspect of your identity, that, that aspect that's a, it is, it is. it's a personal revelation. It's very, how can I put this, you know, it's very existential, you know, it's like a certain journey of, of the person. And that's what I kind of, you know, like about Dustin's work and, you know, and not just custom, but a lot of lyrics also about, particularly existentialism, it's about this journey about the person, you know, of how, you know, how you would define yourself as a human being, and something so mundane, and all these things, uh, is, you know, something that we do, and, um, you know, just a sense of, I guess, you know, um, conflict, which is, Pretty much what my work is about, generally. So. Sure. Well, sure. and I, I think it's one of those things too, where um, you know you're dealing with a with uh, a history that you know um, probably a lot of Americans don't know much about, you know. And so I think it, it's probably difficult to distill. You know, what I mean, it, like it, I think it makes sense to kind of want to question those things. I think a lot of people everywhere are kind of brought up to believe certain things, and if you kind of start to investigate it, you might not. You yeah, might realize yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are questionable, you know, um, and so there's something that's really honest about that. I think you know, um, approaching the work in that way because I think, you know, you're not necessarily you're not you're not tackling it in a way that's overtly only political or only overtly you know about yourself. You know, you're kind of straddling those things, um, and you know, I, I realize that we've uh, we've we've we're kind of kind of coming up on our our time window here, but I, I especially liked, um, the, uh, sculptural pieces as well. The, the wall pieces, the, the crucifix pieces. So could you just kind of talk a little bit about that in terms of, um, you know, the way that you're kind of approaching those pieces and are, are those, are those pieces that you're working up at the same time that you're doing paintings? Uh, and I guess, so I realize I throw so many questions out there, but, um, are the sculptural works something that you're working on at the same time that you're doing these, these paintings? Uh, yeah, it is, it is. It's all part of it. I mean, you know, the paintings manifest in the sculpture. I mean, um, you know, particularly a lot of the sculptures that you mentioned, but the crucifixes. You know, I mean, I, I would place important, like, figures in Philippine history with it. So it's kind of, like, tied in together, you know. Um, Catholicism, mixed with, like, um, all these, you know, figures from history, from MacArthur, to Ferdinand Marcos, you know, it's just a, a sense of play that I like to do, um, and it just comes off that way. It's really, it's really um, fun for me to do. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Well, and it's it's just it's just really kind of nice because it really does kind of add like a nice diversity in terms of, you know, the way that the work is read. Um, now, when you exhibit these, um, are they all then kind of shown together and interacting in that regards? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, they do. And, you know, I like 
when I do show them together, it, it kind of uh, blends well with each other. Everything is complementary with each other, you know. And, um, you know, I get some positive feedback when I exhibit them. It's like, wow, it's like everything connects. And, you know, I get a couple of um, responses. So I'm just like, wow, this is, you know, really, particularly the collage pieces are very monumental. They're really huge uh, format. And um, pretty much you do it. You do compliment each other, yes. And so when you say huge, I mean, how, how big are we talking? Um, I mean, I would maybe do around roughly 15 feet by 7 feet. It's funny because you, you kind of, you kind of get a, you lose a sense of scale for something when it's on a computer screen sometimes. But, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, well, and so I think, I think that makes a lot of sense, you know. I, I, I like that approach, um, you know, because, again, it's just not that one, that one formulaic approach, but the way that all of these things would kind of interact. And so is it something then where you feel your ideas behind everything are kind of projected well or, or received well than when you're, when you're exhibiting it, you know, um, are, are you getting across what you want to get across? Um, yeah, I do. I think to some extent, yes. I mean, you know, I mean, it might be a little blurry because, you know, some people cannot really like understand it if you don't really have a general understanding of, you know, Philippine history, so forth, which is a lot of my work is based on. But, you know, they definitely get the whole idea of, you know, um, ideas about colonialism and, you know, influences of, you know, um, uh, westernization. So that pretty much encapsulates the whole um, sphere of it. Sure, sure. Well, and just a last little question here is if uh, you could just remind everybody, too, uh, you know, where to watch out for you, because I think that you had indicated that you're starting graduate school in the near future. Uh, yeah, I'm actually um, going to Hunter. Um, I'm at a phase for painting, which is, um, you know, I'm really excited about. Um, it's a new endeavor that I'm really looking forward to and um, exciting. So, same time nervous to see how I um, do well over <laughs> these two years. Well, thanks again for participating, and uh, you know, look forward to sharing your your work with our uh, audience that we've been building. So, oh, thank you, David. Thank you. All right, thanks again, Lazaro, for joining us. Once again, you can see more of his work by checking out the Studio Break blog to see the slideshow there, or you can see right in that blog entry is a hyperlink to his website, lazarohuan.com, so please go ahead and check that out. Say hello. Once again, if you are unfamiliar with my own work, um, please go ahead and check that out. If you look to the left of the Studio Break page, you'll see a link to my website, so please go ahead and check things out there. Just a general reminder that we have a lot of interviews over at studiobreak.com. Again, there are a number of other highlight episodes featuring MFA and BFA competition winners from 2012, but we also have full-length interviews with individual artists. So please search through the archives, check out those slideshows, see if there's somebody that's interesting, and check it out, you know. It's a good way to discover new art, and once again, if you happen to see something that you know someone would love, please, please share it. That's the best way to get it out there, so please do your part as well. Now, once again... You can subscribe to us in iTunes, just search for Studio Break under podcasts and subscribe there. You can also like us on Facebook, check out our Studio Break page where we preview upcoming guests and give announcements for shows and things like that. So please like us there as well and share us there. You can also 
follow us on Twitter at Studio Break, so please go ahead and reach us there as well. Once again, our music can be found at Free Music Archive, and I guess I'm announcing it now that Jazar must be my favorite artist of the year, music-wise, or at least on Free Music Archive, because we've got a lot of their songs on the podcast. Once again, all of the music at Free Music Archive is free, so please go ahead and check it out. It's a fun way to just peruse different genres, and if I come across somebody that I like, I can download full-length albums. Again, Jazar's got a bunch of them. Um, our intro song was Maybe, and Taking Us Out is Comic. That's all the show we have for today. We'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>